Greg Bishop and the Council Roundup. All right, ton to get to. Two and a half hour meeting last night. Ugh. Committee of the Whole, Alderman Donnellan did his best to keep the, the trains on time, but there's just a lot to get to last night. So mm-hmm. That's a long committee meeting. It is a long committee meeting. Uh, so let's get right into it. Uh, treasurer's report. We got uh, Treasurer Misty Busher uh, laying out uh, how much money the city has on hand. And we'll also hear a little bit about uh, the debt collection efforts. Here's uh, Treasurer Misty Busher. Thank you, Chair Donlin. The corporate fund in the month of May had a billing balance of $7,628,716. We took in total receipts in the month of May of $11,277,675. We had total disbursements of $11,702,276, which left the corporate fund with an ending balance of $7,204,115. Man, even after spending $11 million, they still got $7 million left. Wow. That's nice. What about uh, debt collections? As far as debt, city, I can tell you that we are on a record high of collecting debt. And in June, I plan on, I'm sorry, in July, I plan on giving you the first six months of the fiscal of this year to let you know how much we've collected versus the last few years. So things are going well. Things looking good, she says. So we'll hear more details about the first half of the year uh, soon, I would imagine. Hey, let's give a, a, a raise to Rocco and Little Pete. Guys, that are, they don't know if you heard, they took over our collection. <laughs> that collection's yeah. right. Um, moving on now, they they advanced a measure that was later on in the uh, the committee uh, because uh, Kate Peters with the Lincoln Land Championship was there and uh, they wanted to go ahead and uh, let her get back to organizing the Lincoln Land uh, Championship. But what she was there for was to ask for $30,000. Oh. Right. So we hear this all the time. The city sponsors various things. Yeah. This is one that it's sponsored in the past, even with $30,000. But we've also heard this conversation spur about <clears throat> who's making these decisions. Who's ultimately you know, making these, um, uh, these decisions on the asks for this money. So uh, the council, of course, signs off on it, but they felt that they wanted some kind of body to vet these. And they've, they organized a committee through the um, uh, Convention and Visitors Bureau. Uh, to have a, like a pool of money that they would then approve initially uh, who gets the money. So uh, Kate Peters uh, talking about the uh, Lincoln Land uh, Championship and uh, some of the trends maybe? Uh, committee. Um, but we're generating an almost $6 million economic impact every year on this on this community. And so I think that that is something that um, deserves support. Um so generating that much economic activity, but also asking for $30,000, what, what's this year going to look like compared to last year? Really, 2018 was a great year. This is proving to be a challenge. So, um, but it's exciting, and I do hope you'll come out. It's proving to be a challenge. So mm. might not have the attendance, might not have the uh, attention, might not. Uh, well, I wonder what the challenge is. Uh, it so could maybe, be maybe, a variety of things. Yeah. Higher costs. She mentioned uh, certain new security parameters that have been put into place that cost more. Uh, and ultimately, I mean, it's it's a charity fundraiser, yeah. right? Uh, it's always a good time. I mean, it's always a good time. Yeah. Uh, so here's uh, Scott Dahl, the uh, tourism director, kind of talking a bit about uh, the process of, um, you know, they asked for $30,000, but then actually the 
the committee that looked into all of these various requests said, eh, we need to we need to cut that in half. Uh, Kate got the, the application, I would say not late, but we gave it to her and we gave her an opportunity because we wanted to get it in the meeting so that we can vote on it at the next meeting, which we did. Um, there was a lot of discussion as far as the advisory board. What the advisory board did is they uh, determined that they had a budget for that recommendation board. They, they set their budget at $75,000. It's what I put as a miscellaneous item in our budget uh, for FY20. Um, and so the board decided they, that that's the, that's the um, way that they were going to go as far as the, the set amount. So $75,000 is what the board is going to have to give to all kinds of groups, all right? right? So that's that's the pool of money they're looking at. Um, so a lot of things went into it. Obviously the budget, and they came back and they recommended um, the fifteen thousand um, dollars versus the thirty thousand that's in the ordinance. So that's ultimately what happened is they changed the ordinance request from thirty to fifteen. Uh-huh. Here's why. Uh, Alderwoman Turner kind of lays it out. We still have. I mean, we're just getting into summer. There are a multitude of downtown festivals and I'm quite sure you have applications for those. Um, I just received a call uh, today from uh, uh, the Black, White and Blues Festival that's going to be requesting uh, requesting funding and I think that it is important that each of our communities throughout the city of Springfield uh, are, are able to be subsidized from, from, that, from that pool of money. Yeah, but especially, but those that bring people from out of town into Springfield and then make them want to spend the night, can we agree, are a little more important than ones who just want to bring the community together to feel good. Yeah, we're looking for uh, biggest bang for the buck, biggest yeah. return on investment. And I'm telling you, we have this outrageous hotel motel tax in this town. It's supposed to kind of help spur on something. Yeah, stuff, and too. so these events, and I will say this about the Lincoln Land Golf thing. Uh, people come from out of town and they get a hotel and they stay for a few days to watch the whole tournament. Those things like that, I think, have a little bit higher, you know, have a little bit higher um, uh, desire and return um, than, uh, and nothing wrong with like a local, with any kind of beer fest or whatever event is going on. But I'm saying those are fine, but those are people who live here. They're not going to hotels at night, they're going back home. So uh, that was uh, a little bit of that conversation. Ultimately, they put the um, uh, they changed the measure to make it uh, fifteen thousand instead of thirty thousand. Um, let's see here. Let's go ahead and take a break. Come back and uh, get a twenty nineteen wrap up report from the budget director. We haven't heard from him in a bit. So Bill McCarty will talk about uh, kind of uh, some of the financials from the previous fiscal year. Uh, we'll also hear uh, Alderwoman Simpson, uh, uh, her thoughts on a couple of uh, requests for liquor licenses in her ward. Uh, then we'll talk pot. Then we'll talk uh, Dollar General. So all of that's coming up. Stay tuned. All right. Go- all right. Back at it. A lot to get to. More council roundup. A lot to get to. So uh, let's uh, hear from Budget Director McCarty who talks about uh, the city's fiscal state, especially given what, you know, we just entered a new fiscal year. What was the last fiscal year like? Says it's some pretty good news. Pretty much what I have for you tonight is some pretty good news. Uh, Not really any bad news, just a couple of words of caution. You can see here that went up about half a million dollars last year on an average daily balance, clearing $6 million after being down below that the previous year. 
So average uh, daily balance looking good on that. And we finished with expenses that were about $4.2 million less <laughs> than what we had budgeted. Wow. <laughs> that's under budget. <laughs> Uh, that's uh, that's under budget right there. Uh, he continues to talk about uh, different monies that are coming in. We also saw the beginning of the property tax coming in from lake annexations, which, quite frankly, we did not anticipate occurring until this year. So that's helped boost coffers and even more about new monies. Uh, state and local in, or, uh, sales taxes, $1.65 million uptick. And... That was a bit of a surprise because, if you'll remember, we had two years of decline, two successive years of decline. Right. Remember them talking about that all yeah. the time. Sales tax wasn't coming in as they wanted. It was wanted. all doom and gloom. Yeah. Uh, well, things seem to be uh, reversing. Uh, so what about uh, spending? How much did we spend? Did we... Uh, uh, keep that line item uh, under control. Expense side of things, personal services, $2.3 million under budget. A lot of that came from the fact that uh, the mayor continues to work on delaying hiring whenever possible. It doesn't always work, but certainly we look for attempts to do that. By so, the way, I'm available, City of Springfield. <laughs> they're delaying hiring as long as they can, Ray. Um, need a good Mexican uh, Ray Lytle in there. More revenues expected to be coming in. With All the right. passage of the state budget a few weeks ago, there was also passage of a new online sales tax law. And that's uh -huh. going to essentially allow for uh, a triggering mechanism of sorts to bring even more sales tax dollars. And that's going to, the, the places selling stuff is, uh, they're, yeah, they're going to cause them the to start. Uh, what this will do is actually implement on remote sales for businesses not based here without a physical nexus or presence a sales tax a destination-based yeah. sales tax which is something we've been looking for wow. for years and so uh that's going to be more money coming in good news for the city of springfield uh we will take a break for news here in a moment coming back after that uh we'll hear a couple of uh, directors that are being nominated um we'll also get into uh the discussion about recreational cannabis and dollar general but first real quick before we hit news let's uh let's hear from uh a couple of uh, measures that are being considered for liquor ordinances one in particular in ward two j-o-w-d incorporated doing business as Express Chicken and Shrimp, located at 2023 South 15th Street. Oh, it's making Point me hungry. So, uh, Alderwoman Simpson talks about how, uh, you know, th this seems to be an effort just to get gambling machines, and there's no way this place is open serving chicken and shrimp past 1 o'clock or anything like that. So, she made a move. Okay. Alderman, move to table. There's a motion to table. Second. That means no debate. So, they tabled that motion to oh, give boy. this particular facility a liquor license. Another one. From Melrose Place to LLC, doing business as Melrose, Melrose Place, located at 1510 Melrose. And again, Alderwoman Simpson, Gail Simpson from Ward 2. Again, I have a problem with, uh, and, and this is packaged liquor. So you walk into this, it's a tavern, I believe, and you walk out with a... Uh, have pint. And then she does a little bit of a dramatic pause here. Alderwoman Simpson. Move the table. Oh my god. Motion to table. Second. Motion and a second to table. Well, welcome back, Gail. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. That's uh that's how Alderwoman Simpson feels about uh liquor establishments in her uh -huh. 
Uh, all right, so yeah, we'll take that break for news, come back and uh, get more of last night's two and a half hour Committee of the Whole. Love it. Uh- Capital Airport Studios. It's Ray Light. Time for Simpson. the table. Such a long pause there. Yeah. All right. Uh, She's let's... the Robert De Niro. <laughs> Alderman. Let's, uh, let's hear about a couple of uh, directors that are going to be uh, officially appointed here. All right. One of them being Val Yazel, who, if you recall, was just on contract to help with um, economic development. Well, now that the mayor's got another four years, why not make it official, huh? Oh. Uh, so here is a little bit of that exchange. <laughs> Second. Second. Motion in a second for the consent agenda. Discussion. Alderman Rick. Yeah, I got a lot of questions. Okay. Alderman <laughs> They don't really put uh, these types of nominations on consent, so that mm. uh, speaks volumes about uh, Val Yazel's uh, reputation among us. Well, she's got Alderman. a great name. Uh, Alderman Redpath uh, talking about her in and particular. I want to tell you something that, that you've uh, you've grabbed the ball and ran with it. I, I'm really pleased that uh, the mayor's put your name forward for this because. And Alderman Turner and I both talk to you on a regular basis, but uh, things are going the right direction. I, I hope uh, I hope it keeps going, and good luck to you. And then Alderwoman Turner. What I really like about um, Director Yezo is that she doesn't see her job as sitting in her office directing. She's out in the neighborhoods trying to, you know, more often than not, she will call me with an idea. And... Uh, Val Yazel said that it really her her drive to do the job is um, greatly helped by the mayor's support, but also by all the other various um, department directors, she says, are extremely uh, reachable anytime she calls, like at any time. You know, they answer the phone, and they're on, on oh, that, scene. That's they're, important. It's very important to have that type of uh, level of communication. Uh, next up, Scott Dahl, tourism director, right? Remember that the whole thing with him being offered the job, accepting the job, Not and then he re- and then he reneged on the job, right. and 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 then he didn't live here, and then he said, oh, "Okay, I'll take the job again." It was a little bit. Uh, of, did, did he move here? Did he move? To- a little bit of tumult here. Uh, let's go ahead and hear the conversation. Here's uh, Scott Dahl, nominated, uh, and Alderwoman Turner's on board. I have I have grown to really enjoy working with Director Dahl. We, we- come on down. <laughs> Does that mean you didn't at first? Yeah, I have, I have grown to really enjoy working with Director Dahl. No, and, and he is another one that um, really wants to make it work. Yeah, and here's uh, Scott Dahl reacting. Alderman Turner, I appreciate that. And yeah, we've had a couple hurdles. <laughs> but that's okay. Alderman DeCenzo. And I would like to note you are moving into the city. I am. I have a purchase agreement and a sales contract. So yeah, not in the right July twenty fifth, close on both. Oh, no, right wrong board. That's too bad. We'll take it. <laughs> All right, uh, on to some new business, Ray. All right. Uh, here's Alderwoman DeCenso. Uh, a little bit of a concern that uh, fellow um, uh, citizen brought to her. These bottle contraptions that were found in alleys. Um, people are smoking something out of them oh. or cooking something in them. I'm not familiar with this kind of paraphernalia, um, but it is, uh, a friend of mine found 
this behind her house on First and Ash, and then it was also found on College and Ash. So people are lurking in the alleys and smoking something Lurkers. or cooking something. And I just want to know what we, it's concerning. These are neighborhoods. So it's like a, a, a bottle contraption or what something, are you cooking? she said. Where, where are they getting fire in an alley? I don't know. Um, so uh, she brought that to the uh, police chief's concerns, and um, they, they're going to talk more about it. But then Erin uh, Connolly. Uh, new oh, alder woman. Oh, you want to hear Aaron Collins? Let's let's hear let's hear what she has to say You're about Tiffany. Uh, this is a totally different issue, but how do you really segue from that? Alder woman Connolly. Okay, so this is an awkward transition um, <laughs> from shake and bake to um, I I did ask um, the mayor and corporate council for some information on the new recreational marijuana law that passed. So so we go from. Uh, possible crack pipes in alleys uh -huh. to talking about recreational cannabis. Uh, she actually lays out uh, what she wants to see happen in Springfield. I'm I'm interested in exploring this um, as as an option for sales in the city of Springfield. Um, my my one question around this is I understand that local municipalities have the ability to impose additional taxes on top of this the state rate. Um, I would like to know. What our limits are with that? How three percent? What? How much we can add in, in terms of a local tax? Um, three percent. And then my proposal, <laughs> kind of going forward, I'd like us to, as a city council, examine this. Um, be prepared for the reality of recreational marijuana sales in Springfield, and be able to start setting this up so that we are actually ahead of the curve on this for when January one comes around. That we're we're ready to kind of roll out with um, with the dispensaries. Um, and kind of adding on to that, because obviously some of the concerns are around law enforcement, but I would like to see if it's possible that we could dedicate a portion of whatever the city's allowed to tack on 3%. Um, on top of the state tax to be like a dedicated funding source that goes directly to our police and fire pension fund. There you go. Good idea. We'll see. Of course, there's going to be something to be discussed. Uh, Corporation Council chimed in on this, that, and the other. This is what the law allows for and the zoning issues and the city can't prohibit it only through zoning. So they can't just say, you know, we ban this. I would hope we don't. I mean, that that just would not be a smart But point. they can control zoning. So they'd have to be able to set up a new yeah, type of zoning, in, it, maybe industrial areas or wherever yeah. it may be, right? It has to be away from schools and away from kids and all that jazz. Uh, Connolly, no schools downtown. Connolly again. And make sure that moving forward we have a plan so that when – the licenses are issued, I mean, I'd almost like it to be, I mean, if we're talking about economic development, um, you know, we have sites almost that people can, yeah. you know, we can say, this is where the city is comfortable with you locating. So The mayor had concerns. We heard him say that uh, he's not really necessarily on board yet, though he knows other communities would uh, go ahead and have recreational yeah. sales, even if Springfield didn't. Uh, here's what he uh, had to say about uh, the his worries of city employees. Discharge people for testing, you know, they go out and have their fun. Friday night, thinking it's okay, they're sober, but they test positive Monday or Tuesday or Wednesday. And so that's an infraction, 30-day suspension. Second infraction, I think it's firing. If I'm There's going to have to be a lot of uh, addressing of this issue, Ray. That's, uh, per, that's a person's thing. If you know your company you work for has a drug testing policy, I'm sorry. It, right, you know. right. But will those companies who have drug testing policies do a six-panel test instead of a seven-panel test? meaning that seven-panel test includes marijuana. 
If it's just a six oh. panel test, then that's, you know, that's just cocaine and all the other harder drugs. Oh. Uh, so there might be, uh, it'll take some time once this whole conversation becomes normalized. Like, you know, hey, I'm going out for a beer after work. You want to go? Uh, the normalization of it is going to be, hey, let's go grab a joint real quick. Something to that effect. <laughs> while that while that normalization process takes place, I foresee that businesses are going to be changing their their drug policies uh, yeah. to address this. Somebody goes out on a Friday night, imbibes on cannabis, and then by Monday they're completely sober, but there's still that trace element of THC in their system. So that's something to be addressed. Um, You've also got uh, the idea of the money, the revenue, going to pensions. Alderman Proctor wants it also to go somewhere else as well, not just we pensions. consider the breakdown of where the revenue is going. We spoke about, about this, too. Maybe putting some dollars aside for infrastructure, too, because infrastructure continues to be a need in the city of Springfield. So when we have this discussion about where revenues should go, let's also include infrastructure. So we're going to hear a lot more about this, mm. Ray. We're going to hear about how the money is going to be spent that the city is able to tax on cannabis, which I'm sure Budget Director McCarty is all about getting more revenue to oh, increase yeah. those numbers and make them look good. Uh, and then uh, also uh, we'll hear about uh, where these potential uh, dispensaries are going to be set up hmm. in the city of Springfield. Uh, final thing here. Uh, we we talked about the Dollar General debacle, right? Uh when it first came up, uh, we didn't cover it. It was in a zoning issue. It was approved. But then the second week, Alderman McMiniman asked for a revote yeah. on the Dollar General that they approved. Right, yeah. So uh, there were a lot of concerns about trash, about landscaping. So they actually had a guy from Dollar General show up there last night. My name is Dennis Helbig. I'm the district manager for the Springfield market up to Canton, including Canton. And he apologizes. Uh, I don't want to start off on the wrong foot or what have you, but uh, I know there's been some uh, some promises made uh, that maybe um, as a company we have not done very well on fulfilling promises with uh, keeping trash clean, keeping landscape under control. And uh, I just am here tonight just to uh, give you my commitment and my team's commitment to keeping that trash under control. So they got that commitment, right? Alderwoman Turner says, uh, oh, you know, not so much. The issue with Dollar General is an ongoing eight-year problem, and nothing seems to work. You guys, not even Dollar General, but the people who come in and build the, the building, yes. they come in and they say whatever they need to say in order to get the zoning and get the permits and get the get going. Once the building is up, all that is out 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 of the water. It's all done. They, they make promises, but once the green light's given, then it's no more, she says. Uh, Alderwoman DeCenso. And not to harp, but I just received some pictures from a constituent from the Toronto Road store where the grass is, I mean, way above anything we would tolerate in the neighborhood. Um, and that's the norm. You can drive down MacArthur and right. see the same thing. And Alderman McMiniman also has concerns. I can give you a punch list of 10 items that um, are kind of disgraceful. All the time. Okay. And it's, they're recurring, and um, it's, a, it's a serious problem. And serious. it's recurring. Uh, by the way, it was sent a picture of the device. It's like a, uh, a soda bottle, like a two-liter bottle. Mm. It looks like something you would make meth out of. 
Oh, it's some, some kind of metal. So it's not, not like a crack pipe that I was thinking. It's actually like a two-liter soda bottle with a hose coming out, and it looks like it looks like it could be something that's used to um, cook meth. Oh, and cook? my source is telling me that why it's would a you method. Cook something in a plastic bottle. It's it, a method no. known as shake and bake. Oh. So Erica. you learn something new every day. Are we sure Erin Con Conley knew the, the the name? I think it was mentioned, and she oh. just you know. I, I was hoping she wasn't a user. I don't know. All right, that's your council roundup. Holy cow. Thank you.